Hi friends, my name is Jody Sweet and I'm a life coach and spiritual director traveling the country with my family in an RV as we seek to find the joy in the journey. I've been studying the Bible for over 20 years and I freaking love it. Now I'm sharing it with you in the hopes that you will discover that you do too. Let's start today with some deep breaths as we connect the breath of our bodies with Jesus, the bread of our lives. Lord Jesus, help us experience your love today as we dig into your word. Amen. Today, we're going to be digging into the very first public miracle Jesus ever performed as we look at John 2, 1 through 11. It says this, On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Dear woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, My time has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial feet washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water, so they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so, and the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned to wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first, and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. This, the first of his miraculous signs, Jesus performed at Cana in Galilee. He thus revealed his glory, and his disciples put their faith in him. Okay, so Jesus turned water into wine. What's the big deal? It isn't, and that's the beautiful, life-changing point of this story. Jesus and his students, aka the disciples, were at a wedding with his mom, Mary. They were probably doing what everyone has done at weddings since the beginning of time. Eating, drinking, laughing, catching up with loved ones, and doing the electric slide. Okay, probably not that last one, but the rest for sure. Jewish wedding celebrations went on for days, so there was a lot of it all. But somewhere along the line, the wine ran out. Now, this might be embarrassing for any host, but even more so in this time and culture when hospitality was highly valued and there was a lot of symbolism tied up in it. Wine represented joy. So if it ran out, it could be seen as a bad sign for the newlyweds. So Mary grabbed Jesus and asked him to help. And then he said something really interesting in verse 4. Dear woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied. My time has not yet come. Friends, I don't know what he meant by that. Some theologians think that he meant that he was planning on revealing himself later with some other miracle at a different time. And other theologians think that maybe he was talking about his death and resurrection that would happen in three years. I, I don't know. I feel like we're missing some facial expressions here or silent communication, like mom-son's communication between Jesus and Mary, because of what Mary says next. But to be honest, I don't think it matters if we know exactly what he meant right there because of his following actions. Mary tells the servants to do whatever Jesus tells them to do. And then Jesus says, hey, fill these jars that are used for feet washing with water. And so they did. And then Jesus turned it into wine. Jesus took some big buckets of foot water and turned it into delicious wine. A full-bodied red, 
a crisp white? I wouldn't know. I drink beer. But doing so did not cure cancer or stop a grand injustice. It just saved someone from embarrassment. This blows my mind. I don't know about you, but sometimes I struggle to accept the truth that this reveals. My little hurts or petty concerns are nothing compared to what I see as I scroll through my Twitter feed and I see real injustice and hardship. I feel ridiculous and selfish even thinking about bringing those to Jesus for his help. He's obviously got more important things to do. And yet, water into wine. The truth is that my struggle has more to do with my limitations than with Jesus's. In my wonky mind, Jesus can either help me have compassion on the mean old man who unjustly yelled at me yesterday or cure my neighbor of cancer. And I don't want to take away from the cancer curing. But Jesus doesn't have those limitations. God is all-powerful, all-knowing. God is everywhere. And he is willing if we but ask. Mary did. Mary knew exactly who Jesus was, that he was God in the flesh, and knew what Jesus was there to do. And yet, she also knew him well enough to ask him to help. Mary knew that Jesus was put on earth to do something even bigger than cure cancer or stop sex trafficking. He was put on earth to die on a cross so that we, all of us, would have the opportunity to be rescued from the bigger issue, which is spiritual death. Mary knew all of this, and yet she still had confidence to ask him to do something so small. And he did. The best part is that Jesus didn't just change the water into three buck chuck or some other cheap wine. He changed it into the kind of wine most of us can't afford. The really good stuff. This is a beautiful, piercing picture of what Jesus invites us into. He could have said no to Mary, but he didn't. And it shows us something that should change how we encounter Jesus. He might have big plans for the world, but he also cares about his people. He's willing to show up and provide the good stuff if we just ask. Let's take a few minutes here to bring your thoughts and feelings around this straight to the source. Take a few deep breaths and talk to Jesus. Is there something bugging you or causing you unrest or sadness? Bring it to Jesus and let him transform it into something joy-filled that might actually impact the bigger story God is writing. Lord Jesus, I know I'm not the only one who struggles to believe that you are big enough to hold the world in your hands but personal enough to involve yourselves in our lives to bless us and bring us joy. Help us understand this truth in new ways today. Amen. Now let's take a few moments to pray for our people, family, friends, your coffee barista, whomever pops up in your mind. Pray for them and pray that they would know the personal love of Jesus too. Let's end with this verse from Romans 12.1. So here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Thank you so much for listening to Live Idlewild with Jody Sweet. If you love this podcast, there are three ways you can support my work. One is head on over to Patreon and become a patron and get some good stuff, such as live discussions with me and other content that's not available anyplace else. 
The second way is to share this podcast with others. And the third is to go to wherever you are listening to this podcast and leave a rating or a comment. Until next time, my friends, may you live in the love and joy of Jesus and allow it to grow wild within you until it overflows to others.